Welcome back to another episode of Argue with the Wall. Today, I (laughs) am doing another little how-to or maybe like a guide to something. I've done it in the past. I've done How to Not Give a Fuck, which is actually one of my best, like my highest listened to episodes. Fun fact, if you haven't listened to that, it's a good one. Um, I've done a couple like a guide to, I can't really think of them right now. I'll be really honest with you, but I know I've done it in the past. And today I'm doing how to get over your ex. Now, if there's one thing about me, it's that I'm going to think that I know everything. I've been, I've been really learning that lately over the past few months. I've been very self-aware about it. And, you know, I like to think that certain things, like if you're self-aware about it, that's better than, you know, you being that thing and not being self-aware about it. Like being a narcissist, like if you're, if you know you're a narcissist, I don't really know if that makes it better, but in my head, I like to think that it does. So as someone who often originally thinks that I know everything, um, but I'm very aware about it, like I think that that makes it a little bit better. But I'm also the kind of person like I am, I immediately think that I know everything, or at least I know what I'm talking about. But then I'm like, then afterwards, I'm like, actually, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Because then it kicks in where I'm like, I actually don't know everything. I actually don't know your answer. Or I don't know the answer to that question. Um, And I'm like, yeah, actually, you know, you know what? I actually don't know what I'm talking about. So today, I'm going to do that. But I'm flipping it because I'm starting off by saying I actually don't know anything. I know very little. But in my almost 23 years of living, I have learned a couple things. And I'm going to be talking about that today. I'm going to be talking about how to get over your ex. Now, I have had one, two, three... we'll say like three and a half because one of them was fairly forced because I like he asked me out but I really was like the one that was like please date me please date me or I will scream and cry until I do I was a lot younger so you know (laughs) that's why it's a halfer because like it didn't really matter it also didn't last very long so I know a lot of things and I like to call it knowledge, but I don't know a lot of things. And one of those things is how to get over an ex. Now I'm going to be first talking about like actual good advice. Like my therapist would give me this advice. A therapist would give you this advice. This is like level-headed advice. Advice that you should probably take or at least put it in your back pocket. Then later I'm going to get into some advice that I don't want you to take but I have done and has helped like it's advice that like I really should I don't want you to take and I don't want you to do I don't condone it I don't think it's healthy but and it's partly borderline toxic but it has helped me temporarily in the past so let's just get into it first off whenever you say you get broken up with that's like kind of the situation or it's like a mutual breakup but like you didn't really want it to happen that's what this this is first one is just to let yourself feel 
your emotions because it can be really like a breakup is a grievance and if you're not like letting yourself be sad or you're or be angry or whatever it may be it's going to be really really hard because that's just like just shoving it under the rug that like might be okay temporarily but like when you don't let yourself feel emotions for an extended period of time that one day all like all those pent-up emotions is going to explode and it's not going to be pretty so if you're pissed let yourself feel pissed about it like if you got broken up with and you're pissed about it or if they cheated on you be pissed about it like talk to your friends about it write it in a journal talk in a microphone and talk about it and post it if you really want to I just don't recommend saying names saying it out loud like if you're not in therapy saying things out loud helps so much there have been so many episodes where it has felt like I had just gone to therapy because just talking things out feels so good like because you can hear yourself and when you say things out loud you're like "Mm, that sounded really stupid why am I thinking like that because you kind of can um, catch yourself having these very um, non-progressive thoughts like there's just no point in thinking these things because they're not helpful Um, you're also like allowed, you have to allow yourself to feel these emotions and whatever those emotions lead you to do, you should let them. Now, what I mean by that is if you need to take a day or two or whatever in bed to just cry, then do that. To, to, to listen to just Dear John by Taylor Swift on repeat for three days, if that's what you need, then you do it, you know? Um, definitely not talking from personal experience no definitely I've never had white horse on repeat after a breakup definitely have never done that if you need to watch movies that are going to make you more sad to really let yourself feel those emotions let yourself do that because there's a reason why our bodies and our brains react a certain way because it's just our way of coping with things now I know some people it doesn't hit them till later especially like breakups but grievances in general um I know that, and this is obviously not for everyone, but I know that men typically will digest breakups later. Like, typically, this is me generalizing. Women will immediately feel the emotions of a breakup, that whether that be happy or um, sad or pissed or angry or in denial, whatever it may be like that's that's a typical response from a woman typically generally now for a man sometimes it takes a little bit that's why sometimes you see like after two weeks of a breakup the guys are like or the other person's just like texting you like I made the biggest mistake of my life oh I need you back up like things like that where there's just like the immediate regret or and then by the time it's two weeks you're just like no you did what you did and and we're done. Now, obviously, sometimes you're like, oh my god, yes, I want you back. Yeah, you know, potato, potato, you do you. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, people are always going to do whatever they want, regardless of what I say. That's why it's advice and not instruction. People are going, like, you can give people advice, and but like, they're still just going to do whatever they want. They're still going to go back to their toxic ex, 
or they're going to commit a crime, a minor crime, like vandalism. I don't know. People are still going to do what they want. And that's just something I've learned over the past few years. Actually, I've known that for a very long time, but it's really sunken in over the past like four years, I would say. Um, Like I said, breakups are a grievance. So let yourself grieve. That's a person that was in your life and is no longer in your life. You probably don't have contact with them anymore. And that's, it's very similar. I've talked about this before. It's very similar to like losing someone because they're in your life. You have good memories with them. And then all of a sudden you, they're just, you have no contact with them anymore, which I think is so crazy. Just the sheer thought of like having someone in your life for so long. Sorry, my dog's throwing up upstairs, I think. I just think that it's so crazy that you can have such a deep and intimate relationship with someone and then like nothing. Um, But that's just the reality of it. And that's the reality of like also whenever you lose someone to death. You know what I mean? Um, And so that's typically my approach is to just treat it like someone like they died. Because there's, if there's one thing that I've seen my friends and I do, it's go back to an ex. And it never works out. So you just got to treat them like they're dead. (laughs) It's morbid and it's brutal, but it's the reality and it helps. It helps to just pretend that they don't exist anymore to out of sight, out of mind situation. Um, That's my best method is to just unfollow them on like, If you really want to, block them. But I find, like, if they're private, then it doesn't really matter if you unfollow them. But if they're public on social media, I would would lean towards blocking because if they post a picture they look really good in or they post a picture with someone new, like, that's just salt in the wound and that is not going to be fun. Trust me it's not fun. You're better off just not having any form of contact with them. Remove their number if you're someone who is going to be impulsive on a Friday night when you're drunk and you're going to want to call your ex, especially like a few weeks after the breakup has happened and you're still in love with them and you still miss them. Just do yourself a solid and delete their number. And if you know their number off by heart, first of all, that's something to consider. Let's unpack that. Second, block their number so you don't call them. I still have all of my ex's numbers, but I'm not the type of person to contact them again. Um, I am more of the type of person to like, I guess my most recent breakup last year, I did contact him. It was maybe less than a week after he broke up with me. And, um, but it was mainly to like get my stuff from his place and things like that, which that in of itself is just terrible. The, the time where you have to get your stuff back, God, that's just like, it's over. Your stuff is no longer at their place. You no longer have little bits of yourself at their place. And it just feels like the final cut, like you're just sawing off your leg and there's just that one cut left that they need to saw through your leg and then they cut it and then your leg's gone forever it's a that was a just 
morbid metaphor and analogy, but it's the reality of it. (laughs) Breakups can be very morbid and just disgusting. Unfollow them, block their numbers, remove them on Snapchat. God, Snapchat's the worst. They'll just be posting shit of them like soft launching their new relationship with a girl. I just did this actually. I was on his private story and he like posted a very subtle picture with another girl. Like they were on a boat and it was just like, it was a picture of like what he was seeing, but it was like their legs and her legs were like almost intertwined or like touching his. And I was like, remove from private story. I don't want to see that. That was the second time. And I was like, well, maybe that was like, his sister-in-law or something and then the second time they were like closer together like touching and I was like "Mm." I'm going to politely and rapidly remove myself from your private story first of all I don't know why like you little shit you know what you're doing you know what you're doing Uh, you know I'm on your private story and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna post a little soft launch of you and another girl Uh uh-uh And he, like, never posts on it, so I always forget about it. This wasn't even an ex. It was just a really, really long situationship, too. So it's like, God. And then, furthermore, delete the pictures. Delete the pictures, babe. I know. I know you don't want to. Because you get to look back on them and, like, vicariously live through the photos still in your photo album of you and them. But makes it worse. It really does. So delete the pictures and just having constant reminders of like the good times definitely doesn't help, especially if it was a toxic relationship, because then you're like, like, why did we break up? Like, like, why did I break up with them? Things were so good. Like, it wasn't really that bad. We weren't fighting every day. It was like, you know, it really like everyone made it seem so much worse than it actually was like let me just talk to him again let me just let me message him and see what he's doing this weekend and see if we can just work things out no you broke up with him for a reason stick with it i know that's why you just gotta delete it delete the pictures babe because if you just have these constant reminders of like how good like those little very few moments where things were good that's gonna make getting over him so much harder so much harder and thankfully I haven't had many experiences with toxic relationships um they're like my most recent one last year was like subtly toxic it was more of like on his end but I justified it and I excused his behavior and it was just, it was like a, I don't know. It was probably mutually toxic. I don't know. But I know people, I have friends who have been in toxic relationships, unhealthy relationships. Um, and I, uh, I asked them what helped them getting over their ex, their toxic ex, Um, and I'm not going to say names, obviously, why would I, but I am going to tell you what they had to say. Okay. So first up, my friend says, surround yourself with your friends who can help you pick up the pieces. Friends are permanent. Men are not. And I couldn't agree more. 
I think at the end of the day, you're always going to have your friends. And that's why it's really, really crucial to keep your friends close to you whenever you're in a relationship. Because especially at a younger age, your teens, your 20s, even to like 30, you're going to like the chances of it actually working out are lower, especially whenever you're like in high school. Like if you're in high school, do not ditch your friends for your boyfriend. Okay. Look me in the eyes and listen to me. Do not ditch your friends for your boyfriend. I hate to tell you this, but there is a 50-50 shot that you and lover boy are not going to work out. Okay. And whenever it doesn't work out, I'm not saying I want it to work out or want it to not work out for you, but there's a good chance that it won't work out. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're going to need your friends to boost your mood, to make you feel better. And if you ditch your friends, if you have good enough friends, then like they'll welcome you back with open arms and hold you and hug you and make you laugh. But sometimes if you're really shitty, like your friends are going to be like, no, you were really mean to us. You ditched us all the time and you just, you weren't a good friend. Now, however that plays out is how it plays out. But what I'm saying is that after a breakup, you're going to want to hang out with your friends because you need someone to distract you and to make you laugh and to make you feel loved again. Because after a breakup, it can, like you have this missing emotion now or this extra love coming in and it's just gone so having your friends kind of provide that extra love that you don't have anymore is really really valuable and I think that having friends is just like especially like a girl having girlfriends I think is just one of the most beautiful things on the planet it is just I have never felt luckier to have the friends that I have in my life they are so good and I it not it used to not be that way I used to have not great friends granted we were all younger but now it's just it's so heartwarming to have really really great friends who I know will have my back and I have theirs till the day I die no matter what happens um next up we have my other friend who was in a not great relationship she said keep yourself occupied but do it in a way that you're not completely ignoring your feelings and I love this when she said this I was like girl yep mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't agree more and it doesn't have to be around people but it could like keeping yourself occupied that could just mean doing your favorite hobbies maybe that you haven't done in a while since you were in a relationship because when you're in a relationship, you kind of adopt the other person's behaviors and hobbies. And so there might be some things where you just, you know, you don't have time for or you just kind of forgot about. One thing for me was painting. Um, I hadn't painted in a long time. And I was like, I'm going to start painting again and reading books. And I think if you have a really great partner, you're not going to miss out on those things. They're going to encourage you to continue to do things that you love because when you first meet them, you're still doing them. And if that person is cognizant of 
who you are at the beginning of the relationship, I think that they'll kind of encourage you to do those things because you were so passionate about it in the beginning. So anyways, kind of just going back to those things I think is is very valuable and they make you happy. That's why you do them. That's why they're hobbies. Um, that, that could just be like working out again or working out more or um, hanging out with your friends or I don't know, making, making cheese boards. Like you want to make a little charcuterie board you used to do it all the time before you started dating. And now you're like, wait, I used to love doing this. Let's do it again. Things like that, that just make you happy and keep you occupied that don't involve like moping around for weeks on end. Like I said before, you know, you have to keep like, you have to allow yourself to feel emotions and feel whatever you're feeling after the breakup. But there is a certain point where you have to pick up the pieces and that's where your friends come in. That's where your hobbies that you haven't done in a while or just the things that make you happy come in. Doing puzzles, very time consuming things like or the paint by numbers things, very like things that you like but are time consuming and are good for yourself. Um, But like my friend said, just not completely ignoring your feelings. That means keeping yourself occupied, but don't go out and absolutely black out every single weekend because you're keeping yourself occupied, but you're still not letting yourself feel those feelings. So what she means by this is just like, if you are going to do a puzzle, you're, you still have the opportunity to like think about it, reflect on it, reflect about your relationship, the good and the bad and the ugly. So you're not completely ignoring it, but you're still keeping keeping yourself occupied instead of just like self-wallowing because that can only, that's only good for so long. And then we have um, my other friend who is still in love with her ex and this is her advice to everyone who this is what she wish wishes she would have done after they broke up she said block them right away it stings you in the now but saves you in the later if you're constantly in contact with them or have that option it makes it 10 times harder to get over them exactly that's what i was saying unfollow them block them if you know you're going to impulsively message them and it doesn't help that like sometimes if you know you don't block them like how i didn't you know delete my exes's numbers it makes it harder whenever they're constantly contacting you and making it harder for you to move on that's a thing and if you're both playing into it then it's just a never-ending cycle especially if they were toxic because I don't know I just it's hard for me to speak on it and I don't really want to because I don't know what it's like to be in these emotionally manipulative relationships and abusive relationships thank god but I just in my personal experience with exes I just I know that there's someone out there for me and clearly it has been none of them thus far and that's fine and I learned things from them and I learned things about myself during those relationships and I think the best thing you can do for yourself is to just take that and keep it in your head and just let that person go. They were they came in your life to teach you something, to give you experiences, good or bad. 
And then whenever that's over, you just like have to let them go. And it's a lot easier said than done. Very much aware of that. But just constantly being in contact with them or having the opportunity to is going to make it a lot harder. Like if you, the thing is, is that if you unfollowed them, listen, if you unfollow them on Instagram, for example, and you're, and especially if they're private and you really want to see what they're doing or what they're posting, there's two things you can do. One, follow them back, which is, I would argue embarrassing, but if you don't give a fuck, then I guess you just don't give a fuck. And they might not accept you back, which is honestly arguably worse. Number two, you're going to have to go through a couple steps and some trouble to contact a friend who follows them or ask a somewhat close friend to follow them, request to follow them to see what they're doing. And then you have to go and ask your friend to like screen record their Instagram and click on the posts and look at, we don't, that's fan behavior. We don't want to do that. We're not about that. Okay. We are strong and independent. And we're not doing that, okay? <laughs> Until I have equal pay with men, I will not be their fan. If there's a pay gap, why on God's creation of an earth would I sit there and go through 15 different steps just to look at his Instagram? No. Mm-mm. 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 That's just embarrassing. And if you do that, <laughs> I'm sorry, but get a grip. A little tough love. Me me to you right now. That's embarrassing. Stop it. You're better than this. And you could be using all of this time that you're using to obsess over your ex as time for self-growth and self-love and learning how to love yourself and going to therapy and journaling and doing healthy things for yourself. Furthermore, reflecting on that relationship is extremely, oh my God, it is extremely important. I can't emphasis, emphasize this enough, especially in therapy, but even just talking to your friends about it, like reflecting on what didn't work, what worked, what you liked in the relationship. But if it, especially if it were toxic, kind of remembering those moments where you were just like sobbing because of shitty things that they said and I know that that can be triggering and it can be really really hard but in terms of like moving on you have to digest those things and they can be really hard and that's why sometimes it takes a long time to get over an ex I'm not saying you have two weeks and then you're up no like it took me oh my god probably a little less than a year to get over my ex swear to god and even to this day like if I were to see him in public I think I would probably turn the other way and like I don't know like it's I'm saying all of this but you have to remember that like this is all just advice this isn't stuff that like in the moment it's a lot different in the moment you're gonna act different than what you think you're like trying to tell yourself you might like be getting ready to go out to the bars and you're like, if I see him, fuck it. I don't care. I'm over him, blah, blah, blah. And then you see him, especially if, if he's with another girl and you just break down. You're like, I can't fucking do this. I got to go home. I can't do this anymore. 
and that's okay, okay? I've done that, and I know so many other people probably have. It's totally normal. I'm, like, all of what I'm saying is just, if it's, you know, it's whenever it becomes an obsession, or, or, you know, not wanting to see your ex really starts to dictate what you do and what you don't do. If it starts kind of restricting you months after you guys have broken up of where, like, if you know he's at a bar or you know he's in this town, like, not going there, like, revolving your plans around him. Am I guilty of that? Absolutely, I am. But, and, and sometimes if relationships were just so bad and you're doing okay, but you just don't want to open up that wound and you're just like, I'll, I'll go here, but I don't want to go here specifically because I feel like he's going to be there or I feel like it's going to trigger my fight or flight. And I would rather just, I'll still go out, but I would rather go here. That's also fine. You know, like just kind of protecting yourself is totally fine. It's just whenever you're like, "Mm, you know, I just, I can't run the risk of, of, running into him tonight I'm just not going to go out things like that like more of the extreme but if you're just like ah, you know what I don't really want to go to x y and z bar because that's usually where he is but I'll go to a b and c bar that's kind of what I'm leaning towards just reflecting on like common fights and things that they did to upset you I think really helps kind of make a mental list of like what you won't put up with um in your next endeavors for whenever you start dating again. I learned a lot in my previous relationships that I just didn't like and that hurt me. And I've reflected on it and I learned that like in my next relationship, like this, these things are mandatory for me to be happy in a relationship and they're just non-negotiable. And they're, and you might have to sift through a lot of people to find those things where it just, they either are like, okay, I can do that. Or they just automatically come like that. They're they're pre-programmed. Sometimes you get lucky and the person, like there are people out there who just automatically already abide to those requirements that you have. And I haven't, I have yet to find them. But whenever you do find them, it's pretty great. They're pre-programmed. They're like, just like, it's like Build-A-Bear. They're just like made for you. It's really great. Um, And then now I'm going to give you some more toxic and not level-headed advice that's arguably terrible and that I really don't want you to take, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Because they're just lighthearted and they're not, it's not good advice, but it is things that I feel like it's just realistic whenever you're going through a breakup. Number one, talk shit on them to your friends. That's just, just, just tell them all of the things that like your ex did that you didn't want to tell them during whenever you guys were dating because you felt like they would really judge you tell them those things now be like I didn't tell you guys this but he blah 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 and I think that makes it a lot more fun because it's just like the reality of it and you're just like god I can't believe I was with him oh my god like it kind of you're just like wait a minute he wasn't an angel he wasn't god's gift to me what yeah things like that like just just remember like just think about all of the terrible things about them like just like the x that they gave you and that'll at least temporarily help along with the other advice that i just gave 
um if they cheated on you never let them forget don't let them forget about it what i mean by this is um you can use your imagination i like to think this is another one that's kind of goes hand in hand call their mom or dad and um tell them <laughs> like if you have a hunch that the parents don't know already or if you were really close with his mom or whoever's mom and you know that like she's a good mom she she thinks that like she tried to raise like a good man and you and her are close like you're like you guys had a kind of relationship where you would still like meet with her for brunch if you guys broke up kind of situation call her up be like hey i just want to let you know he cheated on me and that's why i'm not going to be around anymore and then boom just wait for his life to be miserable i don't care how old he is i don't care if he's moved out has a 401k but he you know has a close relationship with his mom and you also had a close relationship with his mom dude chances are she's gonna she's gonna wreak havoc on him hopefully that's the goal also um (laughs) you can also scream happier than ever which isn't really toxic advice but i just think that it's it's you know one of those things that you just do you scream happier than ever the edit version in your car over and over as many times as you need babe another one you can like imagine x one of my favorite x is um imagining them running for a ping pong ball and continuously missing it so they're playing like beer pong or whatever and they're just like hunched over running trying to catch the ball god i don't care how hot you are that's just not ever going to be like dismissible in my brain subtle vandalism not saying you should do it but i'm saying that sometimes it feels good this is like these are for like the exes that deserve it you know sometimes like i have an ex where i would never say anything bad about him i nothing bad to say about him i only wish him the best i still have love for him and i hope that nothing bad ever happens to him like i would never do any of this stuff to him but there are some exes out there where my friends and I would definitely consider some of these things and what I mean by subtle vandalism is like egging their car or just like (laughs) once again I don't want anyone to do this but I'm just saying that sometimes this is just what we resort to um if you see them at a bar and they're talking to a girl and he cheated on you maybe it's like go up to her and be like hey I'm his ex just want to let you know he did this to me he we dated for five years and he cheated on me 15 times so if you don't care that's fine but I'm just letting you know just like you know making his new dating life not that easy (laughs) especially if this is like this is terrible advice but this isn't advice this is just me talking this is I'm this is like not like three years after you guys had dated but if he's like talking to someone new at a bar like two weeks later I you give me enough tequila shots I might say a thing or two talking to someone new can also help I know that kind of contradicts like what I just said but if you're the one who got broken up with it's fair game I think Hmm, let me think about that actually no that's fair game because if say I broke up with someone and I'm at a bar a week later and I see them with someone 
Like say I just broke up with this guy and I'm like, I'm just not feeling it anymore. And he's like, fuck, you know, obviously he's crying or whatever. Next week, he's doing what he needs to do to move on. And that might be talking to someone new. It's when, like, if I were talking to someone new and he gets pissed, that's fair. And I don't know the science behind it. And I will not, I I won't explain myself because I don't have to. But those who know, if you know, you know. It's just, it's the science behind it. Other advice for my friends that um, is arguably terrible and that I would not want anyone to take but it is it it is things that can kind of either make things terribly worse or also maybe better temporarily Uh, that includes sleeping with their teammate or best friend (laughs) I don't condone it once again but I'm just saying it's a thing that many people do girls and guys doesn't really matter um like, if you just want to maybe give them that last jab, just, like, sleep with their friend. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, if you dated a guy and you find his best friend attractive and, you know, a couple months later you hit on his best friend, there is a chance that he's going to fold. I can almost guarantee it. There's just something about a man who doesn't know how to keep a bro code. And I'll die on the hill saying that. Yeah, no, think of think of some ex and um ooh, also instead of sleeping with their teammate or best friend, sleep with the person that they hated or were worried about when you guys were dating. Just this is just something terrible to do, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying you should do it, but I'm just saying it's a thing you can do. Because there's one thing about living in America, it's that you got free will. And these are things that you can do. May they come and bite you in the back? Maybe. But you only live once. And my motto is everything I do, I do for the memoir. I do it for the plot. Is that a good mindset? Maybe not. Maybe for some situations, it's actually a terrible mindset, but I still do it. And I'm still here for now. So that's all I got for today. (laughs) Um, I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert this week this weekend um so I mean my god at this point if you're a frequent listener you should know by now that I am a Swifty till the day I die I would put on armor and and fight in a war for her and I'm seeing her this weekend I got really good tickets thank god and I'm trying to see if I can also go on Friday because she's gonna be here Friday and Saturday and you guys are gonna hear about it next week you guys are going to hear about it next week. And I also might be going on a date this week. So we got a lot to unpack next week. And I can't wait to do it with you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want, you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel or uh, follow the Instagram. I argue with the wall, but the width is a W. You can, I don't know. I have all my shit linked somewhere you can find. Um, and once again, thank you so much for listening and I hope you get over your ex really, really soon. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.